0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, welcome to Intern Insights. My name is Nicole Naccioni and I am the marketing intern for the College of Humanities here at the U. I'm here today with Avery Holton, the chair of the Department of Communication, and today we're going to discuss how a journalist can utilize social media. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So I kind of wanted to start in the some of the studies that you have done. And one study that I found in particular that was interesting about how journalists utilize social media is that you found that humor actually was beneficial in uh, the journalistic setting. So I kind of wanted to get your take on that and kind of what you found from that study.
1: Yeah, social media has really given journalists um, an opportunity and maybe a challenge to personalize uh, the news and the way that they blend together their personal and professional lives in social media spaces. And what we know from news consumers today is that they're savvy when it comes to what's um, generated by a bot versus what's generated by a journalist. And one of the things that helps um, news consumers and media consumers connect on more levels is humor, personalization, offers of opinion, um, those sorts of things that really tell us, oh, I'm, I'm reading or engaging uh, with or next to a, an actual human being. So humor is one of those, but humor can be uh, difficult, right? Because what's funny to you may not be so funny uh, to me. What feels sarcastic in a fun way to me might feel um, demeaning to you. So humor also has to be uh, deployed really cautiously and journalists have to know their crowd. So it's yet another thing that really audiences are asking journalists to do Um Alongside all of the other things, you know, that they're doing 24-7 now on social media. And some journalists have really answered the bell, right, and have done a fantastic job of sprinkling in humor or adding personal touches. But others have said, hey, this is precarious. You know, this challenges us. to put ourselves right in the line of fire, to be called out for humor that didn't work, or in some cases to blend the personal and professional in ways that might put themselves or um, their family or their news organizations at risk, because we know that social media is such an open gate for so many people that, um, you know, something that seems harmless posted by a journalist could be taken the wrong way, could be, used as a political or ideological weapon and then suddenly everything about that journalist's personal life is under attack. So humor is fantastic um, when used appropriately and when there's support mechanisms in place for that journalist, but it also has um, some precarious sides.
0: Yeah. So I guess tying into that, um, what would you say besides humor would be some strong skills or traits that journalists should have in social media, like for me, I'm going into the journalism world next year. What would you recommend as strong traits to have or skills to use on social media to make social media my at my best advantage?
1: Yeah, it's such a great question. And I think really knowing the platforms and keeping up with them, that doesn't mean try to be an expert on every single platform because we know every couple of years there's something new, right? We saw TikTok um, crop up during COVID and the pandemic, and it's still, it's still there in a popular platform. We've seen Be Real and other platforms pop up. But being aware, um, operating in those spaces, testing them out, but also having some boundaries in place, right? Knowing what a news organization um, will and won't accept and making sure that aligns with your values or your practices. Um, If it doesn't, you know, finding a a space that does for those journalists who are becoming freelance journalists and and operating um, on their own without organizations, really having another support structure in place, whether that's just putting up barriers on social media and keeping some things private and, and other things public or figuring out what a brand looks like. And we really have to think uh, as journalists, especially journalists just entering the market, not only what our specialization is, or how we want to connect with people, but what feels comfortable and safe to us, because we're operating in a space where you don't always know who the audience is, we don't know who's on the other side um, of a social media handle. And we have to keep those things in mind, and then be mindful, even when um, there is an attack or even when there is some sort of question, or even when a journalist is doxxed, like what, what can be done there? So so those are some things. The other is really to have fun with storytelling, right? This is such a cool time uh, to be a journalist or to be a creator. We've never seen a time like this where producers, tinkers, creators, um, whether it's on AI, algorithm, new products, are all coming together in the news space To create not only what news is and the content that's there, but how it's delivered, how it's received, how it's engaged, through what tools and platforms. And it makes for a really interesting opportunity for creation. And so journalists coming in today uh, are really at an advantage in the sense that they can create new pathways. They can provide direction for what journalism will be or, or maybe won't be. The disadvantage is They are faced with a 24-7 news cycle. They are faced with social media spaces that can be precarious, particularly for um, journalists who identify as women and journalists of color. Those spaces can be challenging. And um, as always, the monetary side, what's really cool, though, about journalism now is we've seen salaries in some areas, um, especially regional and national uh, news and international news go up. But again, we've seen new jobs, um, new types of jobs, coding, hacking, um, product management, social media management, web analytics, um, all of those sorts of uh, jobs that maybe haven't seen like traditional journalism entry points are there they're fairly stable and they have higher than average, at least for journalism salaries. Yeah.
0: That's super cool. Cause I have been looking into the different pathways of journalism and things like social media journalism and social media marketing. Those are really interesting pathways that I've kind of wanted to dive into. And that's why I find this podcast so interesting is because I wanted to take a look into social media and kind of figure out how social media plays that part in journalism and I think you have done an excellent job with answering that. And you've mentioned AI a lot, and that has been a big topic in my classes and in my marketing world is use AI, get good with AI, because it's going to make some impact in the marketing journalism world. So I was curious to see as to how you think that's going to make an impact. Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's both? Just kind of your take on it.
1: Yeah, we, we don't know yet, right? Yeah. Um, And for those listening, I mean, you don't even know if I am an AI-generated voice right now, right? Or if this podcast is AI-generated, I can assure you we're we're people in a room. But we'll see, right? And just like any new technology, um, we'll see the waves kind of ripple out in positive and negative directions. When we think right now, in the moment we're in about journalism and how AI can be helpful, Um, not only is it helpful currently in things like fact-checking are providing very quick factual journalistic nuggets. So sports, taking box scores and making a story from that, um, reading AP wires and making stories from those. Fantastic at that. And also fantastic working alongside journalists who are working on the fly. So a journalist who might be, let's say, covering a convention or covering a riot and who needs some factual information while they're gathering interviews while they're gathering material on the ground, AI can help with that and can really be a journalistic assistant. can also help come up with story pathways and ideas. So we could ask AI, um, and this is a fun exercise to do, to hop on ChatGPT and ask ChatGPT um, how it would cover a story, or what's been missing in the news, or what angles can be used um, to neutralize what might be a, a politicized issue. ChatGPT can do that and can assist with journalism. I think where the negatives come in is there, there are worries about plagiarism, which we've already seen um, other platforms tackling and, and working with. There are also worries, again, like any new technology, that this will replace um, humans or some level of human work. And new technology really is designed to do that anyway, to make things more streamlined and efficient. Um, and in this case, I don't see, at least not right now, um, AI being able to go out, let's say, and cover a wildfire. Or go out and provide the actual feel of a game, or to be able to suss out the difference between humor and sarcasm. Not yet. We're, we're not there yet. So, journalists still have um, a major footing and a major role to play and could see AI as a tool right now, um, another tool in a journalistic toolbox to use if warranted, right? But the next few years, and this is going to come rapidly, we're not talking about the slow move of television, or the slow move of radio, or even the slow move of digital, which has taken parts of three decades for news organizations to really wrangle with, and they still are. We're talking about the next year or two or three, where AI will change the landscape of um, communication more broadly, and and not just journalism. So journalists, again, especially those um, who are more reflexive, and more malleable to to tools and incorporating those and tinkering with those will be ahead of the curve and will be those who are trendsetters with ai and who are incorporating it in really cool ways that benefit not only their work but the audiences that they serve
0: i think ai is super cool and i've been toggling with chat gpt and how like asking it different questions and doing a bunch of different stuff with it it's been really fun and i agree as like as As long as it's being used as like a toolbox, that's what's important. It's not utilizing it in a way where it does all the work for you. It should be an aid, not just skipping the step of actually putting the work in. So I wanted to kind of switch now into a a different question about journalists presenting themselves on a personal level. On social media i have had people say that you know it should remain just professional you shouldn't express your opinions um it as a journalist you should just have a professional account no personal account but on the other side i have heard people like professors have said you should have a personal account and build that trust and show a little bit of your personality on social media so what would you say in your opinion is the best way to go about that
1: Oh, it's it's really difficult, right? And I would say that um, the agency should be yours, right? But we know when you're looking for steady income or employment, it may not always be um, your decision what you can do. So we can talk about uh, the benefits and drawbacks of social media and and having a presence there. Um, We do know that personalization is a huge factor in branding and engagement and building up an audience base across all social media platforms. So having personal elements. Um, We also know, too, though, that being trustworthy, um, being a a sustainable and reliable resource of a particular type of news, um, especially with special interest topics, politics, sports, fashion, food, um, those are key as well. What we've found in in research, and a number of studies bear this out that have looked at journalism at a a global level, is journalists are expressing more burnout than ever, Um, they're encountering more harassment than ever, especially in social media spaces, because the the gates are open, so to speak, to audiences, and they're not getting um, a very good level of support from journalism organizations at all. Uh, There are some news outlets and organizations that provide things like mental health and wellness training and coaching and support um, for their staffers and reporters. They also provide preventative care for things uh, like harassment in these social media spaces, but most don't. And they're only starting to pay attention because journalists are elevating their voices. Many have publicly exited social media and said They're burned out. They were harassed. They weren't supported. This happened to the Texas Tribune a couple years ago um, with two reporters who said they felt like uh, because of their positionalities and because they were women reporters that they were targeted, they weren't supported. They were asked to do more work, in fact, with less support. And so it was precarious. But when we talk about the personalization on social media, what that can mean is, again, knowing your audience and knowing your space, right? So take sports reporting, for example. Sports reporters typically um, are expected to provide a take, are expected to have an opinion. That doesn't mean they're expected to be fans or um, homers, so to speak, for one particular audience, but they're expected to have a take and not always to be neutral Uh, the same at least to a degree can apply for uh, political reporters right most political reporters will own and acknowledge some sort of political lean Um, whether they vote one way or another may not um, play into their reporting but just the accountability and transparency at the beginning is a huge factor for audiences and can go a long way in trust but there is a big difference right between um, having an instagram account that's public facing that has a picture of um, your child taking their first steps right alongside you know a car accident that you covered as a reporter that's probably not the the best way to go right Um, you certainly can do that and you certainly can personalize spaces but what we're starting to see is a number of journalists being very selective about the spaces that they um, operate within and then what they're putting in those spaces, right? So being very in tune with what does and doesn't work for their audiences. Maybe um, choosing not to be on Facebook, but to instead build a huge presence on Instagram or choosing not to be on Instagram, but instead using a podcast or turning to TikTok. So making those choices and finding their audience there and then letting the other social media platforms just be fringe, right? Be branding that redirects right back to where they are and making those choices while also thinking about their personal boundaries. Um, And oftentimes those personal boundaries aren't thought of until something bad happens, right? Until there's some level of harassment, until something is taken out of context, until something old is pulled up and sort of um, waved in a journalist's face. Um, Journalists can help themselves by thinking those things through ahead of time. Um, They can help themselves By having a plan of action in place, what happens if I'm doxxed, if I don't have organizational support? What happens if I start getting harassed? Um, Am I going to report this? Am I going to internalize this? Am I going to talk to somebody? Um, Will I be stigmatized if I do that? Will I lose my job if I do that? Hard questions to think about, but if there's a plan in place and we've played through these scenarios, it can be helpful. And we're seeing a challenge among journalism educators from the high school level through um, the university level now to put forward these kind of exercises for journalism students. And in fact, I think we're going to start one here um, at the U next semester, where as part of one of our courses, 1610, students are challenged to think through scenarios like that. Um, Scenarios that can include, um, you know, somebody picking up on personal information and using that against a journalist. Somebody calling a journalist out for what they've posted personally, Um, somebody, again, using things like geolocating to um, put some fear into journalists. What can be done? So thinking those challenges through in those spaces. But I do want to go back to the cool side of, of this, too, because there is a really fun side to building up your audience and having engagement and having the trust um, of individuals in you and your reporting and your coverage into having a brand, right? To being known for covering something, to be known for being transparent, to be known uh, for being truthful. It's especially apparent this week, right? With the two um, departures we've seen at CNN and at Fox, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. Um, we have two individuals that, yes, arguably um, were at one point journalists and arguably were at one point working for organizations um, that were known for journalism, and we could have those arguments all day, but who became performative, right? Who became um, characters and in much different ways, right? These are much different ways with much different audiences, but played to entertainment and lost that journalistic core. And so um, as journalists have fun as they create as they think situations through as they look towards um, ways to solve precarities really have to think about identity too and values and what you're willing to um, what you're willing to do in the name of journalism and what you're willing uh, to say no to as you move forward
0: yeah. I think that's really good advice and for me Going into this field in a couple months here, I definitely need to set what my boundaries are in specifics, what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. Also setting up my personal brand. What kind of journalism do I want to go into? What do I want people to know me for? There's a lot of questions to be answered, and I think going into that field prepared will better help me to find the job that's right for me and to practice journalism that fits my values. So... My last question to kind of close it out is what would you say is your best advice for this new wave of journalists coming into this world? You know, we're all graduating. We're going into the field of journalism. We have all this new technology. There's so much happening in journalism, like you just said, with CNN and Fox. There's so much talk about journalism, a lot of hatred and... um, just a lot of negativity surrounding it too. So what would you say is the best advice going into this whole new world?
1: I think to be bold, um, to be as unafraid as you can, and to be aware, right? Yeah. To, to be aware of what's around you um, so that we're not approaching uh, things with a level of unawareness that can be problematic, but instead we understand and are vigilant to the surroundings that we're in and, and the climate that you're entering into and the audience that may be there that's been emboldened, um, for a number of reasons over the, over the past few years, but to also be bold as you do. Right. We see a number of journalists today who, um, have had enough with the harassment and are very publicly calling out their harassers. Right. So, um, somebody sliding into their DMS and offering lewd content, suddenly they're outed. Um, and there's a consequence. Right. So we we see some journalists taking that risk. That doesn't mean everyone can or should. But we also see journalists, um, like you mentioned earlier with yourself, rethinking what journalism is. Right. We're well beyond the time period where there were these huge walls up between um, journalism that was very rigidly objective, journalism that was very rigidly based on time, journalism that was very rigidly neutral, we're, we're past that, and we're into a spot now where journalism is much more about the storytelling, much more about the platform, and much more about the humanization uh, of the space than it is about you know every minutiae tenant of journalism um, and, and trying to play a game of caught ya for not being objective, or caught ya for getting one little fact wrong. We're beyond that, so journalists entering the market today have an opportunity to build, to create, to tell stories in new ways, to tinker. They're finding more support from organizations to do that and to work in different spaces like data, um, like animation, like um, digitized storytelling, like VR. All those things are opening up and they're providing new pathways. Uh, And what we do know too is audiences, even when they say that they don't trust journalism or that we see um, data showing that journalists, trust in journalism is at an all time low, um, they still look to journalists, they still look to journalism, they still look to news, they still look to stories to help them make sense of complex situations, to help them make sense of their own lives, and to help them connect. And that's what I would say that the biggest challenge should be for journalists today that are just entering, is how do you connect with audiences, how do you connect them to topics that matter, how do you make a meaningful connection with people that has an impact, you on your audience and the community that you live in.
0: That was great and that is definitely a lot of information that I'm gonna be utilizing going into my career and I'm very excited and I'm excited for all of the future journalists here. It's it's scary, but I think we have got the tools that we need to practice good journalism and yeah, that's basically all I've got. So. I just want to say thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: This is Nicole Naccioni with Intern Insights. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.